This is the Mathematics Education Podcast from MathEdPodcast.com. Welcome to a new season of the Math Ed Podcast, and thank you for your support throughout 2015. I'm your host, Sam Otten, coming to you as usual from the University of Missouri. In this episode, I'd like to share some research that I conducted here at Mizzou with Chris Engeldow and Vicki Spain. The study is entitled Univocal and Dialogic Discourse in Secondary Mathematics Classrooms, The Case of Attending to Precision, and it was published right at the end of 2015 in ZDM, the International Journal on Mathematics Education. This article comes out of a project where we were working with a group of secondary math teachers, and we were focusing on the ways that reasoning, improving, and attending to precision were showing up in the classroom discourse. We were particularly interested in the idea of attending to precision because this math practice had gained prominence because of its inclusion in the Common Core State Standards, and because it seemed to be a mathematical way of thinking that connects to other mathematical practices. For example, within the problem-solving process, students can think about the exactness of their answer or about whether a certain level of accuracy would be appropriate given the problem's context. Or, with the process of reasoning improving, students may have opportunities to refine a claim or critique the lack of precision in an argument. There hasn't been much research yet directly on attending to precision, but we drew on the Kessler et al. book from NCTM, which did have a chapter on attending to precision. That helped us to clarify the Common Core paragraph on attending to precision and to recognize both the precision of computation and the precision of communication as two important aspects of this practice. So the study in ZDM involved us analyzing five secondary math classes, grades 8 through 12, and our research question was about the ways in which attending to precision occurs during whole class discourse in those five classes. The classes were all in the same rural school district, and the teachers varied quite a bit in their backgrounds and their teaching styles. So we were hoping to see a range of different instances of attending to precision. We had about three video recorded lesson observations for each of the five teachers, and Chris, Vicki, and I went through them all to flag the instances of attending to precision in the whole class discourse. You can refer to the article to see the specific things we looked for as indicators of attending to precision. But even after we flagged all the instances of attending to precision, we were still left with the question of how to analyze and interpret those instances. That's when a little bit of serendipity worked in our favor. In ZDM, basically every issue is a special issue pulled together by guest editors. The articles still go through full peer review, and the manuscript decisions are made by the overall journal editor, not the special issue editors. But It's still a bit different than most journals because they don't really operate on general unsolicited submissions. So right as we were thinking about the instances of attending to precision, Arthur Backer contacted us and asked if we'd like to be part of a ZDM issue on dialogic teaching. One of the sample readings that framed the special issue, a short piece by Wegeriff, referred to the distinction between dialogic discourse and univocal discourse. In short, dialogic discourse refers to interactions between people where they are building meaning together and responding to or expanding on each other's ideas. Univocal discourse refers to interactions where one person is transmitting meaning to others and the others are attempting to comprehend that meaning. There may be interactions to clarify the meaning, but once the meaning has been transmitted, the interaction basically concludes or moves on to the next topic. 
Now, as Truxon DeFranco and others point out, it's not really a clean dichotomy between dialogic and univocal discourse, because during a dialogic interaction, people are still transmitting individual ideas, and during a univocal interaction, people may be having a dialogue with their so-called inner voices. But even though it's not a clean dichotomy, the distinction was still useful to us as we thought about the instances of attending to precision that we had found. Even outside our data, it's kind of interesting to think about attending to precision from the perspective of univocal and dialogic discourse. If attending to precision involves students adopting the norms of mathematics with respect to how precise or how exact they're supposed to be, or how precise they're supposed to calculate or communicate things, then that might involve a teacher univocally telling students about the appropriate levels of precision. But if attending to precision is more about exploring the repercussions of something that's imprecise or pushing on each other's communication of ideas until they're airtight, then that seems likely to take place through dialogic discourse. This led us to look at our instances of attending to precision and to think about whether they were primarily univocal or primarily dialogic in nature. In science education, London found that precision was usually of a normative and so univocal type. But in math, we really pride ourselves in thinking carefully about what we're saying and what we mean, and this type of attending to precision can help build new math knowledge. So we were really curious to see how the univocal and dialogic thing was going to play out. What we found in the five classes we studied is that the univocal type of attending to precision was much, much more common than the dialogic type. Of the 140 instances we found of attending to precision, 94% of them were univocal. And three of the five teachers had 100% univocal instances. We broke the univocal instances into three categories. Directives, transmission of a teacher's meaning, and transmission of a student's meaning. The directives were pretty common, and they were relatively short in duration. They mostly involved the teacher pointing out to the students how they should be attending to precision in a particular situation. For example, telling students that when they sketch a graph, they should make sure that at least the intercepts are pretty accurate, or telling them to be careful with their labels. I should also say that in our analysis overall, it wasn't enough for someone in the class to simply be precise. We only coded it if someone was actually giving explicit attention to the precision. The next category was transmission of a teacher's meaning. These were also pretty common, and essentially what was happening was the teacher was transmitting a mathematical idea to the class, such as the meaning of a technical term or the process for solving a problem, and attending to precision came into play through interactions to check or to verify that the transmission was successful from teacher to students. Things like, is that really what you mean, or be careful to do it this way. The third category of univocal attending to precision was transmission of a student's meaning. We originally thought that this was going to be quite a bit different than transmitting the teacher's meaning because it was sort of a student taking center stage in the discourse. A lot of the emphasis in work around classroom discourse, both for researchers and for teachers, is to try to get the students talking about mathematics and sharing their ideas. But what the lens of univocal and dialogic discourse allowed us to see was that even when they were attending to the precision and focusing on the clarity of a student's ideas, the real nuts and bolts of what was happening in the discourse was some people were transmitting meaning and the rest of the class was trying to receive it. 
This, I think, is one of the big ideas that we came away with from this article. And again, the article is titled, Univocal and Dialogic Discourse in Secondary Mathematics Classrooms, The Case of Attending to Precision, published in ZDM. Attending to precision did happen around the formulation and communication of students' ideas, but the modus operandi still seemed to be a transmission of meaning. And we're not saying that this kind of univocal attending to precision is bad, it's just that attending to precision, especially as described in the Kessler book, seems to have another realm of potential as a mathematical practice that spurs sense-making and the collaborative development of meaning. So that brings us to dialogic instances of attending to precision. I mentioned that these dialogic instances were rare in our data, only about 6% of the total instances across the five classes. In the article, we include four of the instances of dialogic attending to precision. So if you're interested in what those kind of interactions actually look like, I encourage you to read through those sections of the paper. Overall, the dialogic instances mostly came from one teacher's classroom, and he was a teacher who tended to plan lessons around investigations rather than lectures. And all of the dialogic instances were more related to the communication side of attending to precision rather than the computation side. One of the examples involved talking through the definition of polynomial, and also the definition of whole number, which appears in the definition of polynomial. Rather than the teacher transmitting the correct definition of whole number, the class talked about what they thought the definition was, and then they followed through on some of the implications of the imprecise definitions that they were coming up with. At one point, a student suggested that whole numbers could be defined as zero to infinity positive, but this idea was opened up to other students, and they pointed out that that definition would let in fractions and decimals, which are not whole numbers. For a little while, they were actually building meaning together of what whole numbers were and how to phrase a definition in a precise way. Another example involved the function y equals the square root of negative x. They talked about what the precise domain of this function would be, and rather than the teacher transmitting information about the correct domain, they talked through what it would mean to put different x values into the function. They moved from imprecise language, like invert, to more precise language like opposite sign. But overall, we found just a handful of these instances of dialogic attending to precision. Further research could definitely be done to look for a richer set of instances or to explore maybe the teaching moves or the curriculum that seems to promote dialogic attending to precision. Or maybe study the implications for students learning um, from their engagement in dialogic attending to precision. Although we couldn't make strong claims about dialogic attending to precision, our project team did feel that there was quite a bit of potential there because attending to precision in a collaborative way seemed to be a mechanism for developing rich meanings. And this type of attending to precision also seemed to dovetail together with other practices, such as refining claims and critiquing arguments. We actually wrote a little bit about those ideas in the practitioner journal Mathematics in Michigan, and those articles are available on ResearchGate if you're interested. But anyway, that's the overview. The article deals a lot with univocal and dialogic discourse, but we hope that it also gives readers a sense for the different types of attending to precision that can happen in secondary math classes at different grade levels. We had a lot of fun thinking about attending to precision as a mathematical practice, and it would be interesting to think more about students' and teachers' perceptions of this practice. Do they see attending to precision as very technical and normative, 
Or do they see attending to precision as a way of thinking that actually aids the development of robust and shared meanings? So now to wrap this up, I'll share some things a bit more on the personal side. I've already mentioned that my alternative career would be music composer, and I think I mentioned last time that I'm extremely excited for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice coming out in March. Another thing about me is that I love lists. I maintain several lists of my favorite things, so here are my top three favorite things in a few categories. In honor of Oscar season, I'll start with movies. My three favorite movies are The Big Lebowski, School of Rock, and The Front Page. My three favorite directors are Alfred Hitchcock, Stanley Kubrick, and The Coen Brothers. My three favorite books are Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky, and The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. My three favorite musicals are, again, Les Miserables. I just love Les Mis overall. Um, And then Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and The Lion King. My favorite musical artists are the Mars Volta, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Michael Jackson. And finally, my favorite TV shows are The Simpsons, Star Trek The Next Generation, and Breaking Bad. So if any of those are also your favorites, or if you just can't believe my tastes, either way, I'd love to interact with you about it. Please feel free to leave comments on this episode or find me on Twitter at Otten Sam. Thanks for listening. <laughs>